Welcome to the Odds Pile. I'm Ben Hennessy. And I'm Dave Hendrick, and we're the team behind the Scout Comics title, The Odds, a moving portrait of what happens to modern America when social media, politics, and cannibalism run free. As we're soon to share our favorite apocalypse story with you, we thought it'd be fun to ask some cool folks to share theirs with us. Be it the micro-ecological devastation that happens when every lawn is mowed, the sheer terror of realizing you finished your popcorn before the movie even starts, or just plain old Draculus. We want to platform pestilence, format famine, and dig into death. So today's guest, he's a writer whose recent book, Quest Side, takes two things a lot of us are familiar with, pubs and D&D. He mixes them together as only a deaf storyteller can and comes up with something both hilarious and thrilling. He is a sorcerer of story, a mage of the page and a wizard writer. He is, of course, Brian Shermer, and we're delighted to have him with us today. Hey, Brian. Thanks hey. for joining us. Hey. Uh, thanks for having me, Dave. I am going to uh, extract that and put it on the next trade dress for Quest Aside. That's <laughs> no problem, man. No problem. Major the page is pretty special. Major the page, yeah. baby. Major the page. <laughs> it's pretty great. I think that deserves a T-shirt. 100%. Oh God, yes. Yeah, next con, next con we're at, guys. Yeah, and, and, and pretty apt for all the sorcery stuff that we're that you're you're delving into, Brian. Um, so congratulations, never in Quest Aside as well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 been a fun run. Um. Uh, and I'm pleased to, to say that uh, Vault Comics is uh, is behind the book, and uh, we're greenlit for a, a second arc. Fantastic. Um, hopefully, dropping by the end of this year. Um, there are some other some other elements in play that I can't talk about that are going to d- dictate you know exactly when things happen. But mm. uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 I'm 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 thrilled with the response. I'm, awesome. I'm not surprised. It went down so well, and I think Ray become became everyone's fan favorite almost immediately. Absolutely. So congratulations! That's great news. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is like it's hilarious, yeah. and uh, and it's it, like it was, as we said, it's it's kind of familiar territory insofar as one or two of us out there might be very familiar with the concept of pubs, and uh, certainly one or two of us might be familiar with the concepts around D and D in the worlds of kind of role playing games and that, and it just like it 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 brings them all together in this pretty you know fantastic story that is on the money, uh, you know, for for all of that stuff, but tells quite a modern tale as well. It's a tale of eviction. It's a tale of class. It's a, it, you know, there's a, there's a love story. There's one and a half love stories going on in it, I think, really. Um, but, we, you know, maybe maybe volume two will tell us tell us more there. It's a tale of identity as well, um, you know, and making peace with the past. There's, there's yeah, so yeah. much stuff going on in this, man. It's, 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 a, it's a fantastic read and it looks great. Like the art is beautiful. Um and uh, so that's that's Alan. I can never. Go, I, Gogu is that right? Gogu? Is, that right? is it Gogu? Uh, yeah, uh, Gogu? Uh, uh, Elena Gogu. Gogu. Okay, excellent. Well done, Elena. And uh, I see Ireland's own Rebecca Nalty in there as well. Yeah, on colors. Uh, knocks it out of the park every time. Yeah, just sure does. fantastic. Like like a great package, man. And did um who did who designed the logo on it? I love the logo. Tim Daniel. Ah, Daniel, yeah. Yeah. false yeah. false hero false logo hero yeah <laughs> yeah no it is it's a fantastic package i love and i love i love that you know i'm holding up the uh, this a podcast about you know a comic so sorry but you can't see it but i'm i absolutely love that you went with that shade of red 
because that shade of red means a lot to uh, D and D players. I think you know from from back in the day. You know, so when when we we had to go to when issue one had to go back be rushed back for a, a second print, Tim had to come up with a new cover like on the fly. Like he, they found out you know end of day Friday, and they had to get files and everything in, of course, by Monday. And so he racked his brains and and he said he just sat down for like thirty minutes and realized. Yeah, the hell with it, and just made a D and D, a classic D and D cover using using one of the variants, uh, one of the, the the Max Saren variant that we had already had, and basically reframed that as a D and D adventure module. Nice. Down to the font, down to the you know, start your adventure here or yeah. what have you, the text, um, and then you know, and then boom, that became our second printing, mm. uh, and yeah, and then he. You know, he obviously saw that. He knew that that was going to catch people's eye, or a particular sect of people's eye, and uh, yeah, and so kept that for the for the trade dress, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, man, it's like it's hilarious, and like I just I love I love that they that they did that. It was very clever, and you know, a real kind of kind of wink to to I suppose where this stuff comes from. So, were you um a were you a D and D player back in the day? Do you still play or back? Back in the day, so yeah, uh, in my teens, uh, you know, I, I played a bit, uh, yeah. and then I I stepped away for a good long while. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, and more recently, very recently, in fact, um, got I was invited into a game of uh, uh, RPG called Mut- Ear- Mutant Year Zero. Uh, with, Sounds uh, great, actually. Uh, with with uh, the phenomenal uh, uh, Jim Zub, oh, nice. we played that. We played that for a while. He gets uh, a little shout out in the script. I see. Oh yes, yeah. Oh yes. I think yeah. she won yeah, the Zub. <laughs> there's a few nods and winks in there, to be sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we played that for a little while, and I hadn't played again RPG in ages, and had a blast. But what yeah. I really wanted to do was run my own. So yeah. when that when that uh, little campaign came to an end, uh, I kind of cast about to see, you know, what did I want to do D and D? What did I want to, you know, what did I want to play? And ultimately, wound up settling on uh, Star Wars. Uh, oh, uh, very good. Uh, well, God, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Edge of Edge of the Empire. Is that what, I think so. I don't actually know. Uh, I just know there is one, but I don't know what it's called. Yeah. There's okay. a, it's it's confusing. There's there's one. There, yeah. There's one company, but there's three different systems, so it's mm. a little. Uh, but I think it was I think it's Edge of the Empire. And uh, I, you know, I, this, by now it was locked down and, you know, as so many people did, I and a bunch of my friends got together and, and started playing, uh, you know, friends. I was running RPG for about four friends. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't, I've never been able to uh, GM or DM from a pre-existing uh, uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. I just, I, it feels like homework to me. Yeah. Uh, so I had I, I cooked the entire campaign that we were playing. So every good. you know every week that we got together it was like me, me you know I, I was the irony was I was probably spending four times as four four times <laughs> as much time creating something from whole cloth than I would have if I had just you know taken some prepackaged thing, read it a bunch of times, and knew it like the back of my hand. But you know I, I like to make more work for myself. Apparently. And is it as is it as mass heavy as D and D, or is a Star Trek version a little bit more friendlier? Uh, it's it's a lot friendlier. Okay. Uh, it, it, uh, it has a very unique, uh, dice system that I could, that I could see confounding folks. Um, uh, uh, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, uh we found, uh, 
we could play over what is it? Uh, 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 roll twenty, which is oh, very good. A, a roll one of the online, yeah, one of the online gaming systems. Yeah, uh, and they had it's it's uh, they had one of the systems for the character sheets, and that also had the dice the dice built in. So it was just it was really, you know, user friendly, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, and, and did yeah. the Star Trek sci-fi format lend itself to any inspiration Star, Star for Star Wars? Star Wars. Star Wars. Sorry, Star Wars. I it was a Star Trek. Uh, I was thinking of the Star Trek uh, RPG. Uh, a, a Star Trek RPG would be awesome too. Yeah, but I thought the, the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, the Star Wars. It was, you know, it's just a you know the only real difference between playing in a fantasy, a quote unquote fantasy world, and playing in Star Wars is the fact you have, you know, spaceships flying around. I mean, yeah. Everything else is there from, you know, monsters, <clears throat> yeah, monsters, you got swords, you got, you know, magic, of course. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it was it's dragons, a, it's a very, dwarves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just wondering, cause like, is, is there must be there must be like a class like uh, in D&D that takes from the Star Wars uh, Jedi Knight, surely? Um, I didn't know there was a Star Wars RPG. This is all new to me. I was like, oh, this sounds like something I should really be looking into. Oh, I know what you're doing later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where is it? What'd you say it was called again? Well, this is Googling with Ben. Um, yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> I just need to know all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say it's it's Edge of the Empire. I'm yeah, okay, sure cool. That's it. Cool. Cool. Well, did it lend itself to any quest aside inspiration? Was there any kind of fun, silly stuff that you got in game that you got use out of for your for your scripting? <clears throat> Shocking, but not that I can think of. Um, if anything, it helped me, um, you know, be in the mindset month after month of uh, uh, concocting, you know, weird little encounters that would happen within the context of of the comic. Uh, we try to make. Uh, each episode, or each episode, each issue uh, as a standalone story. You know, we all yeah. have guests. We, we, the impetus for the whole thing was high fantasy cheers, where, yeah. where every week or every month, every issue, you know, you get whichever quote unquote guest stars show up and they're either on their way to a quest or they're coming back from an adventure and are telling their tales of what were success. Um, and being able, be, coming off of, you know, running a campaign for about a year and a half or two years, I really got, you know, that 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 quick aspect of my brain going again. Yeah, uh, for for those kind of details, which was fantastic. Yeah, excellent. It's, it's a it was a, I think a great use of your time as well over over the course mm -hmm. of uh, lockdown or whatever, because God knows enough people kind of let their brains go to shit, myself included, um, while we were, <laughs> we were locked down. So, um, yeah, no, like running a game is, you know, one of the one of the healthiest things you can do, I think, um, which which is is pretty awesome. I like the idea of high fantasy cheers, though. Yeah, that's um, a great elevator pitch. That is, that is, yeah, that's awesome. And like, you know, if you were, if you were going to, if you were going to cast any of the, the, the members of cheers into, into, um, you know, classes in uh, in D and D or in Quest Society. You know, where would you see them fall? Like, where where's Cliff Clavin on the uh, <laughs> on the Quest Society? Um, uh, oh gosh, Cliff you know? would, Cliff would be a Cliff would be a uh, I think Cliff would be a bard, but he'd be a pretty shitty bard. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, we we did we had a character that hopefully will I suspect will appear in the next arc. I don't want to give too much away, but it's very much inspired by uh, uh, Norm. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Of, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but we have a we have a we have a, a, a fun twist on that type of character 
um, that'll also add some dimension to to one of our yeah. existing characters. Yeah. So what would you say to a beer? What do you do in that class? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. Fantastic. Um, so uh, so we'll see Quest Aside Volume Two. Hopefully this side of Christmas. This side of that sounds good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Really? Awesome. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see more, man. Like, finishing it left me with more questions than answers, which is a great way to finish a book, I think, especially if there's a, if there's a volume two coming, which is, which is awesome, because um, you just want to see more from them. Um, yeah. And quite a happy ending, too, you know? Yeah, it was awesome. You don't yeah. get that too often either, you know? I, no. I, you know, the, I think one of our mandates from the get-go was to have it be a fun book, you know, because this was, oh, God, what... What year are we in? Oh, uh, yeah. So we were just co- we were just coming off lockdown, I think, when the book got greenlit. Yeah. And you know, it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna make. Yeah, you know, we could we could lean darker. I mean, I didn't. I mean, again, we had the the idea for again high fantasy cheers or high fantasy all of a sudden in Philadelphia. You know, before anything, uh, you know, I had a few character ideas and about that that was about it, and just knew that yeah, we we don't want to give. There's gonna be enough dark and gritty and dour shit out there. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love that as well. But I wanted to basically contribute something that, yeah, would would put a smile on people's face and give them, you know, some something hopeful as opposed awesome. to more of the same. Awesome, yeah, man, yeah, I think you have. And listen, from from that, we'll uh, we'll get into the big question, you know. So Ben, do you want to mm. do you want to ask the big question? Um, yeah. So just to catch you off guard, because um, I'm sure you're not ready for this, because we never ask anybody this question. Um, what mm. is your favorite apocalypse, Brian? Uh, well, uh, my favorite apocalypse would be an actual apocalypse. Uh, I guess we're in, and which is a broad, it's a broad spectrum, but it's basically where the you know the world as we know it comes to an end, but is eventually uh, replaced by something else, and ideally something quote unquote better. Cool. Um, I, I think I think we as a Western society get very bogged down in the notion that the apocalypse is you know, the end of the world and that's it. You know, it's like, we're all going to, we're all going to be wiped out by either space bugs or a plague or robots. And uh, all that's going to be left uh, are cockroaches. Um, Doesn't sound so bad and, these days, you know, <laughs> you, you know, there's an argument to be made. Um, but I think, I don't know. I, 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 I somebody, somebody recently, uh, somebody said, uh, very, fairly recently that it's easier to conceive of the end of the world than it is to conceive of the end of capitalism. And I think there's something to be, to be said of that. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you see more, and you know, the, as I'm sure you guys know, there was a, a huge surge in apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic stories in, in the nineties, as we headed towards the year 2000. And then, the, you know, and then the world didn't end, mm. but then I, I you know, 9-11 happened here and then you guys had or, or, or england had uh seven seven yeah, right? yeah 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 i look so, when you're so, irish like you know it's there's been some form of apocalypse i understand happening yeah. for 800 years you mm-hmm. know so yeah it's like you know yeah I, I get where you're coming you know? from though yeah 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 absolutely man i get where you're coming from <laughs> if it's the apocalypse it must be tuesday um or if it's tuesday it must be the apocalypse that's better right. yeah 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 in dublin yeah um but i get yeah i absolutely get your point that it it you know these terrible events do inform culture mm-hmm. um and certainly our, like our book that's coming out like you know it was conceived i think just short of covid 
Yeah, 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 just out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, not just just going into it. I think when we when we when we oh, came up with it, wait, you know, were we not? I think we were just out of the first lockdown, weren't we? Yeah, maybe going to the second one. Yeah, so maybe yeah. mid issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you know, um, history of Ben and Dave. Yeah, yeah, woo. Um, but yeah, foggy history of Ben's. <laughs> but it's um, it definitely it definitely informed you know my my thinking and 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 I'm sure yours as well, Ben. Um, absolutely on, on where we were. But I love that idea of your favorite. I was office. always hell bent on ruining the world though, so it's just... oh, that's true you've ruined mine a few times um, <laughs> here we go <laughs> but uh, like it, I love that idea of apocalypse of your favourite apocalypse being an apocalypse you know in the true sense of the word that it's 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 change you mm. know it's it, 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 it brings on something new um, and maybe something better and there's there's something hopeful there yeah and I you know I, I sat down and gave this you know, I, I had a faint idea of what y'all did on this podcast. So I, I, I did have a sit down and think through, you know, apocalyptic films, apocalyptic novels and comics and, and such. And, uh, you know, and I, I enjoy a wide swath of them. I mean, I, I, I think Road Warrior is, or Mad Max 2, if you prefer, is, is near a perfect film and it's near perfect cinema. Um, and I'll probably watch it. I watch it at least two, if not three times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, it's still kind of relentlessly, you know, unforgivingly bleak. Um, and I, but never, I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But the ones that 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 resonate with with me are the ones where you come out the other end. Um, there's a, a three three things came to mind. Like I said, when I was thinking about this morning, one was a uh, there's a, a 1935 adaptation of H.G. Wells story uh things to come which uh is if, if one hasn't seen it and i wouldn't blame anybody if they haven't it's almost 100 years old uh and not well trafficked but it is it covers like two or three thousand years in in the lives of humanity um ranging from the decline of western civilization to the to a to the first on-screen post-apocalyptic society to the first appearance of what we would actually consider modern day zombies. They call them, uh, oh, oh God, it's not the sleeping sickness because that was a real thing. I get, there, there's, a, there's a unique, there's a term that, that they have for them, oh. and, but you, you see them on screen. It's like, that's a zombie. They're, they're, they're shambling around and people are running for their lives and they don't want to be touched by them. Um, but eventually the, you find that the story is all being, oh, spoilers all over the place. Um, the story is being told by uh, uh, people from the future, and you you are slowly getting the realization of okay how mankind survived their downfall and managed to ultimately thrive, and you know there, is there a lot of suffering in between? Yes, is it worth it? I I'm, I don't think it's for me or anyone to say, but in the the fact that that humanity perseveres and excels i think is yeah is a solid message of, of hope um i mean you you you, uh, you know, accidentally mentioned you were mentioning star trek before mm. same thing if you know if you if you know your star trek uh, or your star trek history that they had a period where yeah the world there was a world war three and lots of people died and everything went to shit but in the end they you know came out of it and reached for the stars etc cetera, etc cetera. um and built a you know arguably a better uh, uh, a better world a better uh, section of their galaxy. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, with all the recent yeah. kind of panicking around, you know, nuclear weapons recently, you know, there is some, I always find some solace in in the Star Trek story because it's like, oh, this is the jumping off point for warp drive. So like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> right. You know, it'll be a little bit, there'll be a bit of, you know, nastiness, but then we'd be grand, sure. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll just, you know, if, if everything uh, uh, suddenly comes to an end or, 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 you know, if we've got a few seconds to sit here and realize, well, this is it, just try and breathe, uh, uh, you know, take, take a breath and, and think and hope that the, the, the 5% of the people that survive will, will springboard us into yeah. something better and uh, we'll just take a nice nap. Yeah. Yeah, that's how good. We can all wake up, and those four or five percent are always the best of us. So they'll definitely make something better. Oh, of course, of yeah, course. always. <laughs> yeah, well, usually the richest, anyway. I don't know about the best of us, but you know, certainly the the ones with access to shelters. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, that's that is a that is a cool a cool idea. You know that um there is something better at the end of all of this. You know, um I just looked up um things to come there and it's a wandering mm -hmm. sickness they they talk about that's it cool yeah guy. yeah which i mean how, you know how zombie is that a wandering sickness yeah. yeah i can't believe there's a version of a zombie that i haven't even heard of before but uh, that's, was, that's going on the I, list i'll be watching that I, I i first saw it probably about 10 years ago and i think it was from just reading about it and reading about that part that it was yeah. the first you know assistance with oh i think it was i take it back so the the first comic that I did was a self-published thing about uh, 12 years ago called Ultra Sylvania that had to do with, that had, you know, universal monsters like Frankenstein, Dracula, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. And so I was doing all kinds of research in that vein and I was doing research on zombies and stumbled upon that. And I'm like, I have never heard yeah. of this. I need to see this. And it was, uh, it was rather mind blowing. Did, yeah. was, was there ever Romero referring to this at all in any kind of interview? Is this because it sounds like if it's shambling not and moving, that maybe I've, not that I've not that I've read. Hmm. I, 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 my suspicion is that the movie was kind of largely forgotten. Okay, um, and it only you know I would see, you know, it would pop up on not Netflix but maybe you know Amazon. Prime, you know, year, you know, 10 years ago. Um, and it would just be this random thing with, you know, really shitty artwork. And it's like, it's like HG Wells, the shape of 1935. And, you know, I, I, I love my vintage, uh, you know, sci-fi and horror films as much as the next guy, but the, you know, that's also extremely hit or miss. And, mm -hmm. uh, but then I, I read up about it and then checked out. And it's, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A winner. It sounds absolutely nuts. I was, I was aware of the movie, but I've never seen it. And it just, uh, just, just looking at that bits and pieces of it here. And it just like, it's, yeah, it's definitely worth a look. I mean, there's, there's really prescient stuff and then there's absolutely nuts stuff, you know, the, 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 ga <laughs> the gas of peace. Um, but I, I, I gotta, I gotta say the wandering dead, there's something in that, isn't there? Yeah, like, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kirkman, come on, give us a give us a Wandering Dead one shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe we'll get the chance to ask him when he when he comes on the podcast sometime. I haven't asked him yet, but you know, we'll try. He's again. definitely coming on though. He's definitely coming on. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Christmas is coming <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah, for real. Um, that that's no, that's that's really cool. I mean, there's a ton of that kind of like I love that that stuff that builds into what we all assume to be, you know, archetypes, you know, zombies, whatever, you know, um, 
there's 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 a ton of stuff that is just outside our eye line, like like that movie for for us, Ben. You know, where actually disinformed. You know, where you know if you show as like my my kids, you know. Star Wars fans show them mm-hmm. Star Wars. They're they're at an age now where I can show them Kurosawa, you know. And like, you know, my youngest father was like, "Hang on a second, I know that shot," you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. So it, like, it, it 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 informs, it influences, it kind of kind of builds it up. Um, uh, I have a notebook here beside my my um mic on the desk, and I write important notes into this notebook and it just sits here and it's it's waiting for any kind of note that i may have you know like like um, my birthday and stuff and then the next time today get chat, and no yeah. it's not yeah, okay. cool. <laughs> check cool. your notes <laughs> cool. but you know so you know story stuff and and that you know but i've just i i, I nearly i nearly corpsed there on the on the podcast because i've just noticed that my 15 year old in the margins has just written the word piss so hey. you know <laughs> <laughs> That's a good I, I will talk to him later. That's I'll a give him a bat in the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Contributing. Yeah. Yeah. So um Brian, comics and uh and you, you've you've got a bit of a history. Tell us. Um so you uh you started out like we all do, self-published yeah. indie stuff. Yeah, so self-published. I mean, uh, like I say, about 10, 12 years ago, mm. uh, I did a, a like I said, I did a, a comic called Ultra Sil- Ultra Sylvania, uh, which uh, has its own origin story. But was it was one of it was the early days of Kickstarter, so things were things were okay. you know very different than they are now. Um, but it was still seen as a a viable publishing model. And it was a, a book about, uh, I think the, the, the pitch was you know, an al- alternate 19th century Europe where uh, Dracula and uh, Frankenstein's monster are world leaders. Uh, oh, world okay. leaders on the brink of war. Uh, so it, uh, it, we turned, it, it was produced in conjunction with an art university in oh, nice. San Francisco called the, called the Academy of Art. Uh, and we, uh, my buddy Jeremy Saliba, who was the editor on the on the book, also taught there, and uh, proposed that uh, we make a the first ever comic, you know, full stop comic production class. That we would basically go in there with I I would, I would contribute a script. We would recruit the best artists uh, that the school had that wanted to do comics, and you know, every semester we would dole out X amount of pages to each artist. And at the end of the semester, we'd have, you know, uh, uh, basically an OGN. Uh, nice. You know, we, I think we, we put out somewhere in the realm of 100 and 110 pages uh, a nice. semester. Awesome. Um, and, and the, you know, the students got course credit. They got credit in the book. They got copies of the book and, you know, everything. And yada, yada, yada. If it had made any money, they would have gotten that too. But that's a whole other <laughs> The economics thing. of comics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we did that for three consecutive semesters. So in 18 months, uh, we produced about 300 pages. Of oh my comics. God. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and 18 months, three, Ben. 18 months, 300 pages. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> I go, fair, I'll leave now fair. and I go back to work, guys. <laughs> I know what I'm supposed to go. Welcome to Rider Talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
um but yeah that was uh that was a, that was a blast and that's yeah. you know that's when i, fr- I start, first started doing uh conventions and and meeting folk and uh um i was i was i don't want to say i was more brazen then than i am now but i was i was pre- genuinely fearless that i would just go up to anybody uh and say hey i you know i did this or or, or they find out you know through you know, Twitter or online about this yeah. Kickstarter that some guy is doing. And so I got to, you know, punch above my weight class and meet, you know, all of you know, Greg Rucka, Matt Fraction, Kelly Sudikon, I mean, yeah. you know, on and on and on. All yeah. the people from that, that were the, the shit then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not that they're not the shit now, just in a oh. different way. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that led to uh, Fraction introducing me to Eric Stevenson at Image. Uh, and then I wound up doing two books for them. Uh, one, the first one was a weird Western uh, called Blackjack Ketchum, which was about an outlaw who's being chased by supernatural forces. He's trying yeah. to clear his awesome. name. Can I, can I stop you on that for a second? Is it, oh, yeah. I didn't cop this until like a couple of years ago. And like a, you told me about this book just when we first met. I, yeah. Do you, you have a family connection to the actual Black? Is this real? Can I see that? This right? is real. You are, nice. you are correct. So the, the, uh, the artist that I was, oh boy, uh, when I was approached, or when Eric invited me to, to pitch for Image, um, uh, the artist, the initial artist I was with wanted to, wanted to do a Western. And I said, I've got just the guy. And this, this guy named, or actually named Tom Ketchum, but known as Black Jack Ketchum, uh, uh, was my great 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 grandmother's cousin and i knew this because from you know the time that i could understand words uh you know my my grandparents and my aunts and uncles were telling me stories about yeah black black jack ketchum the family uh, legends and I, exactly and you know i had done a little digging into this guy over the years not much and then when it came time uh that you know it's like hey we can actually use this guy uh for a comic let's let's find out more about him and boy, he was uh, he was not the most successful uh, outlaw out there. Uh, and in in sorry, I've got a cat on my lap that's going to town. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, in the in the parlance of our times, it, one could easily say that he was quite probably mentally ill and right. suffered from a variety of of, of issues. Um, but that doesn't really excuse things like the fact that he was dumb enough to to you know, rob a train one week and then decide to rob the exact same train again in the exact same place as he did the last time. Well, you know, um, if it works, you know? It did work the first time. <laughs> that must have been his rationale. Um, but yeah, he was, he was not the brightest bulb. Um, but anyway, made for, made for a, uh, uh, you know, it was a fun, those mishaps were a fun jumping off point to tell, again, a weird Western tale of, you know, what's real, what isn't. Um, who's real and who isn't and yeah. uh, uh, playing with, you know, uh, uh, psychological motifs and, and getting into a, getting into a bit of uh, Kafka uh, and such. And, and, and it was a lot of fun. And I did that. I wound up doing that book uh, with uh, art, the artist Claudia Balboni. Uh, and we, given that it was both of our first real comics gigs, we wanted it to be something that was, uh, you know, over and done. You know, we, it, was a, it was going to be a four-issue miniseries. There was no aspirations for it to be an ongoing or anything like that. Perfect um, heist. Get in, get out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We just, we, we wanted it. 
we didn't know, you know, it's like we could do this book and hate the experience and, and not want to keep going. Uh, but as fate would have it, we, we loved the experience and we really loved working together. Uh, so after Ketchum uh, was over and done with, we pitched uh, Image on Fair Lady, which was a, a, our stab at kind of a, it was a gender, a gender swapped Magnum PI in a post Lord of the Rings type world. Uh, and nice. basically focusing, focusing on the only female private investigator uh, who winds up taking all the cases that, you know, the other men, that the men, the male private investigators deem unworthy. Um, and, you know, and that was, that, that's where we started to push kind of the, the uh, push against what were perceived as possible limits uh, in comics. You know, we were, we made the, we intentionally made the issues as long as we could yeah. uh, without forcing, you know, a price bump because uh, we wanted basically people to get as much story and content as they could for, you know, at the time, I think we we're still, still three ninety nine. I don't think yeah. we, we cascaded to four ninety nine yet. Um, and we also wanted to play with the, the idea of uh, each issue being, uh, you know, again, kind of like a standalone episode. So yeah. you could pick up and you could read, I think we did, we did seven, six or seven issues of, of Fair Lady, and you could pick it up. You could read them in any order. It didn't. You you would get all the same info, but you wouldn't be hamstrung if so. Oh no, I missed issue four. It's like, well, that's it's a good issue, but if you didn't, you're, you're okay. You're gonna. You're, you're, that's a real gift to the reader. What's, what's like, yeah. That's yeah. That's a that's an awesome way of doing it. You know, um, it's uh, it's definitely something that it just doesn't happen. You know, yeah. regularly certainly. Um, and it really should because, you know, we're always talking about how to get readers on board and how to get new people in and, you know, how can, you, you know, we talk about jumping on points and you see, you see big publishers talking, oh, this is an excellent jumping on point for this character that's been around for 50 years and has a thousand issues of continuity behind them. But, you know, you can jump on here and I've often looked at those jumping on points and with, you know, within the first three pages, there's two characters from other books or two characters from the main character's past. And you're like, well, it's not a jumping on point because... I don't know anything about that character's backstory. And I don't mm -hmm. know anything about, you know, their relationship. And I don't know why they'd want to be in this scenario together. So like, that's really fucking annoying, you know? Um, but I loved what you've done with, with that. And, you know, and to, like to a certain extent, quest aside as well, it feels like that, like that kind of, that kind of thing. Cause you're, you're just looking in on, on, on that world with it, with each episode um, or each, each episode, each issue. And, and the issues actually do feel like episodes. They feel mm -hmm. like, you know, coming to a TV show, maybe like back in the nineties when you could drop into a TV show, when, things weren't streamed when you had to wait for a show to air on network TV. They didn't want to have all that continuity dragging it down. They wanted people to be able to watch it week to week and maybe they'll miss a, an episode, you know, like cheers, but it, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to ruin your, your, your experience with it. And that's a really clever thing that you've done with it, with them, Brian. I think, I think that's really like, that is really smart. Listen, publishers, Find those smart things. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've long enjoyed those types of, of comics myself, and and had wanted to take a stab at that. You know, back when when Claudia and I first did Fair Lady, uh, and then you know when when we got the green light for Quest Society at Vault, uh, I, it seemed inherent with you know 
again, the, the, the general concept of quote unquote high fantasy cheers that it's like, well, then it's, if it's, if it's, if the focus is on, you know, the, 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 if the touchstone for each issue is the pub itself, then obviously each issue is going to have characters coming and going, you know, uh, every time yeah. you're not necessarily going to have anybody stick around because, you know, somebody comes in, they, they, they pay their tab or they don't. And then they, they go off and yeah. uh, maybe they return and maybe they don't. Yeah. Or uh, they go over anyway. that dude looking for four brave men. Every, every, who never buys oh, a round. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. One of the, one of the things I, uh, uh, I, I did delight into kind of like, uh, and I don't, I stole this from some other comic and I can't remember which one uh, that, that also did the episodic uh, nature, but I, I wanted to have, uh, you know, the, the four issues. And then by the time we got to the fifth to close out the arc, have a bunch of those characters come back, but I needed a reason for them to do so. Um, and I'm not going to you know, spoil the reason why, but yeah. it's, it's built into the premise of, of the comic itself. Uh, uh, and the theme, now that I think about it, uh, of just the people that stand up for you. Uh, you know, you, you may not, you may not get along with everybody that's in your circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be some people that even drive you nuts, but at the end of the day, they're going to be the ones who stand beside you when, when the shit comes down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're your people. Yeah. 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 Fantastic, man. Okay. And Brian, um, if people want to find you, find your work, what's the, what's the best route? I am the only man in Los Angeles. You will find me here. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, the, 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 the 14, 15 million people is a myth. It's just me and my wife. Um, social media wise, I am, I am still uh, holding on to the, the gigantic Titanic that is Twitter. Oh, it's uh, fun. It's a fun I, time right I'm, now. <laughs> it, it is. I, I, I still remember, uh, well, I'm on Twitter at, at Brian Shermer. Uh, but I still remember a time, you know, like, I think it was like last October or November that there was a day where everyone was convinced it was gone. It was dead. Yeah. It was oh, going to yeah. be gone yeah. the next day. And everyone, it was, it was, you talk about the apocalypse. It was the Twitter apocalypse where everyone's thinking, okay, well, this is it. We're all going to, it's all going to be gone tomorrow. So let's all say our goodbyes. And it yeah. was, some of it was funny. Some of it was poignant. Some of it was, thank God, let this thing burn to the ground. <laughs> I, I, I wish, I, I wish I'd screen screenshot a bunch of that because I remember waking up the next day and going, okay, it's gone, but I'm going to click it anyway. And as you know, and here we are, you know, eight, nine months later, and it's, it's, it's still chugging along towards the, the, the crevasse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, I, I'll tell you, it was, I think it was a Friday. I'll tell you why it's a Friday because we we've a we well, was a Friday, yeah. We've yeah. a good friend here, Stephen Wars, who hosts uh, an FF for everybody involved in comics in Ireland, everybody who's tangentially involved in comics in Ireland. Like he's really thorough, he's mm-hmm. really good, and he puts up about six or seven posts. I don't know how many posts, maybe twenty posts. I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Say it's a lot every Friday, and has done so without fail, and then that Twitter apocalypse is coming, you know? And I remember posting saying, well, if this is the end, we, you know, can everybody follow Stephen? Because 
you know, he's been he's been out there, you know, in the trenches saying saying, follow these guys, you know. So um yeah, nice one, Stephen. Um, but it didn't end. So you don't have to follow him anymore. I know each other. Um but, but he's still uh, doing it every Friday without he's still doing it, man. He's he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. If you're if you know, if you can find an Irish ancestor in there, we'll get you on the list, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get you sorted. But I, yeah, go ahead, sir. Uh, no, no, I was gonna say I I my my both sides of my family are are straight plucked from Europe, but I think it's all mainland. I, I I basically tell people that if you take a map of Europe and and start at Denmark and draw a straight line down to the boot of uh, Italy, every every country in there is is in my it's your genetic makeup. Yeah, nice. That's where the art comes from. Uh, you know, sure it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you know, you're in you're in good company. I uh, um. Uh, oh, where, where am I? Uh, yeah, uh, Instagram uh, at Brian underscore Shermer. Only because by the time I decided to get onto uh, Instagram, some other uh, some other Brian Shermer appeared. And yeah. took the basic How one. could there be another uh, Brian Shermer? Sure, there's only it's, one. He's not in LA still, anyway. He's somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, he's out. He's out in the Midwest, and I do get his email every now and then. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Nice. There's, get... there's another Ben Hennessy who I get emails of. And, oh, do you? Oh, yeah, it's, it's weird because he's actually friends of my parents, so I get his his work emails quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. mental. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, he's is it... he's a Benjamin Hennessy, but I'm a Bernard. But uh, Bernard. early on in my days, like I called Ben, and it stuck. So now there's there's two Ben Hennessys. Yeah. I like Waterford. Bernard though. I think Bernard is. Oh, yeah, we hit that A a bit harder, but yeah, like Bernard. Bernard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a guy who writes um a lot of a lot of articles for Liverpool Football Club called Dave Hendrick. And being being a stalwart Liverpool fan, I get a lot of hate tweets every so often from like Man City supporters <laughs> and things like that. So, so I'm like, it's not me, but you know, you do you. It's fine, you know. Have, have a good if it, if if it helps you vent, you know, off you go. Yeah, you know. So Brian underscore Sherman. Some real hate though, football hate. That's gotta that's gonna suck. It's not real. That's not real. Huh? Right. No, no, man. No. Um, that's not, it's not like hurling hate or, you know, GAA hate. Like, you know, come on. Um, but uh, Brian underscore Shermer. That's Brian, as it's spelled, Brian, B-R-I-N, underscore S-C-H-I-R-M-E-R, just so everyone has that. That's on Instagram, at Brian Shermer on Twitter. I'm not spelling it again. Um, <laughs> and... Go hit your LCS up for Quest Aside right now. It's um it's out in trade paperback from Vault. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Um, it'll jump off the shelf in its gorgeous D and D red, yeah, shade of red cover. Um, which is it's absolutely fantastic. And Brian, thanks so much for joining us on the Odds Pod. Yeah, thanks a lot, Brian. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, thanks for having me, guys. This was this was a lot of fun. It's a good way yeah. to spend part of the day. Yeah, nice one. All right, we'll let you go. Thanks for joining us on The Odds Pod. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Look out for The Odds coming soon from Scout Comics. And please tell us what your favourite apocalypse is. You can find me on Twitter at Benessy. That's B-E-N-N-E-S-S-Y. And me on at Dave Hendrick. Big thanks to our producer, Adrian Carty, and we'll see you at the end of the world.